faith is the anchor of a victorious life. And we understand that faith only comes by the word and that word is in your bosom. As the word says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Stay tuned as we lead pastors of Victory Life Bible Church International, Apostle Lawrence and Reverend Paula Achudume. Feed your soul and spirit with the word of God. Fulfillment. I'm aware that there are many things we call prophecies which actually are not, but product of frustration. If you look at our nation, there are many people who have risen up to claim to be prophets, and all they prophesy is doom and destruction. All they see is evil. Many of them have recorded them on audios and on videos and posts on Facebook and WhatsApp. And many of us are sharing them. And all they put in us is fear and doubt. Fear of death, fear of destruction, fear of evil, everything evil. I must say with all sense of responsibility that many of those prophecies a product of hunger, frustration, blind people who don't even see themselves how much more see in the future. But those who want to transfer their sadness upon others, because sadness is contagious. Bad stories fly so quickly than good news. So when people hear bad news, it's quick to share. And Sunday we say, if you believe it, or if you don't want anything to happen to you, post it or share it to 20 people and see what happened. Now you have shared it to 20 people, nothing happened. Somebody was walking on the road and he saw a man and he said, look, it was because of you that the trumpet didn't sound yesterday night. Be careful what you share in your WhatsApp. Don't join people to transfer sorrow and pain to people's lives. This message, it made me cry. I wept when I, I, I read it. So I want to send it to you. You have cried enough. Keep it with you. Second Peter 1 verse 19 says, We have a more sure word of prophecy, the word of God. In which you should lay hold and dwell. He said, take it. He said, take it. To the, that means pay, pay attention to it. More sure word of prophecy. The word of God. Take heed. And stop carrying rumors. Most sure word of prophecy. The word of God. Isaiah 8.26 To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word. It is because there is what? No light in them. You can't give light when you don't have it. A sad person will transfer sadness. A confused person will transfer confusion. A man who slept sad will have a dream and see angel telling him that Nigeria will scatter tomorrow. A man who is frustrated and hungry will dream according to his state. If they do not prophesy according to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light. True prophets are illuminators. They are light givers. They are pathfinders. They give direction. They give focus. They show the way. They don't tell you things that will intimidate you to make you subject to them. 
They don't tell you things that will put you in fear to make you dependent upon them. They show you the way of salvation. They show you the way of truth. The way of prosperity. But most of the things I've read, they've said, and, and I've said, if you send me such a thing again, I will block you. It's my phone. Can't be because the more nonsense you hear, the more you behave like nonsense. There are people you must block for sending you wrong things. That is what they are suffering. But I can tell you, Nigeria will be great. Nigeria will be prosperous. You will be great. You will be prosperous. And you will rule your world. Can I hear better? Amen. Life and our life is a prophecy in making. What is a prophecy? First, it depends on from where you are prophesying. A prophecy from God foretells the future. Tells you where you are going as a child of God. Prophecies may have challenges. But for a child of God, it will end in praise. It will end in joy. Genesis 1.28 Be fruitful, multiply. It's a prophecy. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and being held as I so prosper. It's a prophecy. You will be the head and not the tail. It's a prophecy. Every prophecy from God takes you from nothing to stardom. Takes you from emptiness to abundance. Between that point of prophecy to abundance, some things may happen. So if you are here, the sound of my voice, know one thing. You are a prophecy waiting to manifest. Everyone at the sound of my voice, you are a prophecy waiting for fulfillment. That is to say, God has not finished with you. Therefore, anybody who is laughing at you at your current state is laughing too early. Anybody who sees you at your state of falling and rising and makes a mockery of you is laughing too early because the journey is not ended. I want to take us on a journey to the book of Ezra. So follow me. You are a city set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. You will shine your shine. You will blossom on the earth. Your world will celebrate you. People will celebrate you. Now hear this one. Even Lawrence and children will celebrate you. I'm looking for who to celebrate. Simply means, I'm looking for men who will fulfill prophecies. Out of this church, out of VABC, as your amen with thunder, will arise senators, first ladies, governors, presidents, commissioners, ministers, can I get better? Amen. I'm looking for who to celebrate. Men that fulfills the counsel and the purpose of God. Jeremiah 29, 11. My thoughts towards you is good and not evil. It is good and not evil to bring you to where? An expected end. That is a prophecy fulfillment. The prophecy is what? I have a plan for you. You don't see God, but prophecy a compass of destiny. My thought for you is good, not evil. To bring you to unexpected end. 
That expected end, you don't know it, only him knows. And that is why every genuine Christian is always hungry for more. There's always this hunger for more. They that taste after righteousness shall be filled with fulfillment. Hunger for more. The more you serve God, the more he blesses you, the more you want to serve him. What can I do in the church? What can I do to serve God? Any project in the church, what can I do? And the more God blesses you. This is where he is. And God says, I will bring you to an expected end. And God has never shown any man the entire journey. Never. Because if he shows you, you will go back. If you are shown the children of Israel, they will meet Red Sea. They won't start the journey. They won't start. They will say, let's stay where we are. And when they go, they started crying. But if God says, I will bring to an expected end, Red Sea, we give way. Jordan River, we give way. Mountains, we give way. Valleys, we give way. Only one thing you should do, remain focused on the expected end. And he's here. I'm laughing at him. Say, you are still there. You are still there. You are still there. I'm laughing at him. And before he suddenly, one thing about mockery and laughter. Oh God, can I, can I go to this area? What's it about laughter and mockers? Where people mock you, laugh at you, gossip you, rumors about you, lie about you. One thing he does, like I told the pastors yesterday, don't ever respond to persecutions and blackmailers and liars and rumor mongers. Don't respond. Because if you respond, you tie the hand of God. One thing gossipers, mockers, liars do to you, it makes God to see you as helpless and then help you. That's what David said when Shimei was abusing him. David can fight. He didn't fight. So ladies and gentlemen, that you abuse somebody, didn't fight. Doesn't mean he's weak. Doesn't mean he's lazy. He just handed you over to God to punish. He's just delivered you to God to deal with. Let's go and deal with him. David said, leave him alone. Who knows? That God will look at his insult and show me mercy. And bring me back to the throne. And that is what God did. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not strength to always fight back. It's not strength. I can talk, you can talk. It's not strength. In fact, you are confusing the angel because the angel doesn't know who to slap between you or your enemy. You are confusing the angel. He's going there. And I'm here laughing at him. Finally, and again, once you begin to laugh at somebody, where's your attention? Where's your attention? The person. I start gossiping. Where's my attention? Whoever comes to see me, what do I do? Is the topic. Am I talking to you? Anybody come? Who is the topic? Him. Meanwhile, he, may, he will ignore me and be going gently, gently. And I don't know he's progressing. I keep talking about his old story. If I know it, he's there and I'm here still talking about him. Because once you make man your focus, you have lost your vision. So many people are stagnated, stranded in the journey of life, not because even the devil, they become the devil. Ezra chapter 1, let's read from verse 1. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah 
ring of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be, hold on, might be what? The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus. Hold on. Did he say, Thus says the Lord? First of all, Cyrus is not a Christian. He's the king of Persia. Holy Ghost, help me. I want to teach you something. He's the king of Persia. He said, Thus said Cyrus, king of Persia. The Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he has charged me to do what? At where? Are you following? Unbeliever. An unbeliever. Who is there among you? Of all his people. His. His. Is somebody seen it? What are the Yes, are you getting the message? Who among you? Among what? His what? His people. His people. His God. Be with him. And let him go up to where? Which is in Judah. And build the house of the Lord God of who? He is the God. Which is in where? Because Cyrus has his own God. First of all, Cyrus, king of Persia, is not a Christian. But the Bible says that the word of the Lord by the mouth of who? Jeremiah might be fulfilled. So what did God do? He stirred up who? The spirit of Cyrus. King of Persia. In Jeremiah 25 verse 8 to 12. Look at the prophecy. Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts. Because you have not heard my words. Behold, I will send and take all the families. And the voice of gladness. The voice of bridegroom. The sound of the milestone and the light of the candle. Verse 11. An astonishment, and this nation shall serve the king of Babylon. How many years? How many years? How many years? Then the next verse, verse 12. It was a prophecy that God gave concerning his own people. That after 70 years, there will be restoration. One thing about God. Say, after Babylon has done what I want him to do, I will deal with Babylon. I will make it a desolation. I will make Babylon empty. That's why the prophet said, Rejoice not over me, O my enemies. When I fall, I will rise. Because God is with me. After some time, this prophecy of Jeremiah has not come to pass. They remain in punishment. They remain in penury. And yet the prophecy says 70 years. In Daniel chapter 9, from verse 1 to 4, Bible says, Daniel by reading the books in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the maids, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. That's two. In the first year of his reign, Daniel understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord come to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he will accomplish 70 years in desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God 
and made my confession and said, O oh Lord, the great and the dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandment. Daniel acknowledged by studying the books. Ladies and gentlemen, the prophecy of your life is in the books. Daniel understood that this problem should have ended. This affliction should have ended. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you going through that should have ended? What storm, what challenge, what crisis, what affliction are you going through that should have ended? Daniel understood as he studied the books. In Daniel, give me verse 20 to 23, Daniel chapter 9. When Daniel began to study by the books, now take note, number one, to know how your life will end, study the books. Not men's opinion, not your father, not your mother, not your uncle, not public opinion, not Facebook, not Twitter. In verse 20, and while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Verse 21. Yea, while I was still speaking in the prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision, at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee what? Skill and what? What is skill? Expertise to do. Talent to do. So, what is the problem here? Number one, why has the prophecy not come to pass? Why has that dream not come to pass? The skill and the understanding of the prophecy you don't know. To understand prophecy fulfillment, time of prophecy you must have skill and understanding. Daniel began to pray, Oh God, first in prayers, Oh God, it's time for this thing to be fulfilled. My life must change. The prophecy I was given 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it's time to come to pass. The angel said, Daniel, you lack two things. One, understanding. Number two, skill. Skill, expertise. Talent, needed. You had a prophecy, you'll be rich in life. You had a prophecy, you'll be a governor. You'll be a senator. You'll be, you'll be a minister. You need skill in politics. You need good PR in politics. You had a prophecy, you'll be a multi-millionaire in business. You need expertise in business. Oh, Daniel. This thing has not come to pass because you lack skill. You lack understanding. Let me digress. In the book of Genesis 15, verse 13 to 16, you know it. Let me just write it down. God said to Moses, for your children, they've been captivity in bondage in Egypt 400 years. In Exodus 2, verse 11 to 16, Bible says there was a time Moses, when he came of age, refused to stay with the Egyptians. He decided to go and see to the welfare of the Jews. Or an Egyptian fighting a Jew. And he made them. And he killed the Egyptian. And buried him. And left. Nobody saw it. Apart from the Jew. Then the next day, he was going again. He met two Jews who were fighting. Two Christians. Say, why are you fighting? You are brethren. And one of them said, you know the story? One of them said, who made you a judge over us? Holy Ghost, help me now. Who made you a ruler over us? Have you come to kill me like you killed that one? 
Are you there? And the Bible says, from that moment, Pharaoh got to hear about it, and Moses ran into the wilderness. Ladies and gentlemen, by the time that encounter took place, Israel has been in Egypt 390 years. They have 10 years to go. Follow me. 10 years. Acts chapter 7. Give me verse 23 to 29. Acts 7. And when Moses was 40 years, full 40 years old, he came to his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. This is Acts account of what happened in Exodus. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. Uh -huh. For he supposed his brethren would have understood. Are you here? Now, what is this? For, for he supposed his brethren would have what? Would have what? How that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. What did the angel give to Daniel? He said, Daniel, I came to give you what? Understanding and what? Skill. Oh, God, help me. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. So, because the Jews didn't know who is a prophet to take them out of bondage. Let's finish it. And the next day, he showed himself unto them as is truth, and will have set them at one again, saying, Sirs, you are brethren, why do you wrong one to another? Mm -hmm. Who made you what? A rule of art. Will, will you kill me as thou didst to the Egyptian yesterday? Verse 29. Then fled Moses at the saying, and was a stranger in the land of Midian, where he begat two sons. And when 40 years were expired, how many years again? How many years was Moses when he went into bondage? How many years? 40 years. Look up, church. 40 years. Look up. Look at me. What was the problem? These are Jews. Christians. Fighting themselves. Now Moses came. What was their problem with Moses? They didn't understand. Moses is indeed sent for their deliverance. He said, they didn't understand. And what did they do? They pushed Moses away. And then went to announce it in the town. Moses killed an Egyptian. Pharaoh got to hear about it. And Moses ran into the wilderness. And spent how many years? 40 years. So let me ask a question, ladies and gentlemen. Was it God that made them to spend more time in bondage than expected? No. Because they lack understanding. They lack understanding. They understood not. Instead, they accused him. Who made you a judge over us? So Moses ran. Moses was 40 years when he ran. At that time, it remained 10 years for them to be kicked out of Egypt. So Moses was on a rehearsal, preparing himself for the deliverance of the Jews. So if you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, Israel will have left Egypt 50 years earlier than when they left. And what cost it? Themselves. Why are you delayed? Is it God? No. Is it demons? No. Lack of understanding. But you lack understanding. You don't know it's not the day of thy visitation. You don't know the helpers of your destiny and you are chasing shadow. They pushed Moses away. He was 40. 
So, that means Israel will have left Egypt when Moses will have been 50. Am I talking to you? But because they pushed him away, he spent extra 40 years in the wilderness until they cried out in pain. God said, Moses, have mercy on them. Come back and help them. Why are you delayed? You pushed out your helpers of destiny in ignorance. I've preached it before. Many people love their enemies and hate their helpers. Because their enemies have sweet mouth, can lie, can deceive. Am I communicating with you? Can you follow me? Now, will you blame God for that delay? No. It's like when a car misses his way, he has to go and find a way to turn back again. I learned a lesson some years back. We were driving for a meeting somewhere, and then um, suddenly every vehicle were reversing, turning back, turning back. Shalatu wanted to reverse and join them. I said, Where are you going to? He said, They are turning. I said, Do you know where they are going? He said, I don't know, but they are turning. I said, Don't turn, keep going straight. When I asked, I said, Why are they all turning? He said, They don't know where they are turning. I said, But no problem. When we went, there was no problem on the road. They just turn at their own junction. Why are you turning with people when you have not reached your own junction? So lack of understanding made them promise their deliverance. Moses left. Only to come back. And that was why they left Egypt 430 years. Your mouth, your heart, your associations. Will you blame God? You may. But you are. You are the problem. You may ask me. Is it not God's will for them to have stayed that long? For, no, it's not God's will. But that's not the prophecy. Who is it that said the thing and it coming to pass when God has not ordained it? That's not the prophecy. The prophecy says 400 years. So carelessness made them to spend 430 years. In Canaan of Galilee, in John chapter 2, the, the, Mary came and said to them, Jesus, the wine is finished. Jesus said, it's not my time. Oh, my trouble is me. The woman said, well, that's your business. From my own time, it is time. There must not be scarcity of wine here. Even though Jesus said, it's not my time, wine came. John chapter 2. So you can pull your prophecy down to manifestation. A woman came to Jesus and said to him, in Matthew 15, 21 to 28, if you're writing that, write down. Master, my daughter is sick at home. Come and make her heal. Jesus said, you don't give food meant for children to the dogs. The woman didn't feel offended. She didn't give up because she had some understanding of who Jesus is. The woman said, but master, even the dogs eat what? Eat what? Eat crumbs that fall from the master's table. Let me ask a question. Is crumbs bread? What is it? Akara? Is crumb bread? Does it have the same thing like full bread? Eh? Yes. It's just called crumb, depending on the status of the eater. There is something you are eating, you call it salad. If somebody eats it, you won't call it salad. Are you following me here? What somebody is eating, I say it's a delicacy. When I was young in the village, there are some fish they normally give us. The eye is never cooked. No matter the oil you pour, it's only looking at you. And we're eating it as well, delicacy. A man of God was talking at uh, 
when he was small in the village, he used to go and swim. And I was doing that in the village too. Go and bath in the pond. And we call it swimming pool. Frog has laid eggs on top. As you dive in, all the slimy thing about frog come your head. You remove it. But the swimming pool. We tell our friends we are going to swimming pool. We go and dive. The water is red. Before it comes, it becomes green. Parujira everywhere. It's swimming pool. Until we grow up and go to the city. And they will not saw swimming pool. So we begin to wonder what was the one we were bathing before. But when we were there, it was swimming pool. And we were happy. But see the woman, this woman will have been angry that Jesus called her a dog. But the woman is aiming at a prophecy fulfillment. In your journey to fulfill prophecy, no shadow of death, no distraction, man or woman, demon or witches or wizard, nothing. You affect your focus. You don't give food meant for the children to dogs, madam. The woman, the Bible says, and the woman worshipped. That's understanding. The woman knows the key to unlock Jesus. Skill. She knows the key to unlock and she worshipped. And Jesus looked at her. I've never such a great faith in the land. Was her child healed? Yeah. As mean she said, you are calling me a dog. And then because she's a woman, and then she, I can only tell young girls, I don't blame you for shaking your body. Go and ask your mother, are they still shaking their own? So I tell people, when you are shaking, be careful. Don't shake and leave all the boys that should marry you. <laughs> now you talk more. <laughs> don't overshake it. And those of you who are young boys who are looking for a woman to test before you marry, Go to the laboratory in the school. Stop testing guests about. And let me tell you, it is wrong for, want, for you to want a girl to be pregnant before you marry her. Pregnancy is not a test of faithfulness in marriage. And don't let any man deceive you that until you get pregnant, I can't marry because if he marries you, after you become pregnant, he will soon leave you. Even Sonia day. Say, if you love me, wait for me. Cyrus does not have the Holy Ghost. He's not a Christian. God stand him up. Why? Somebody somewhere is praying. This prophecy has to come to pass. There are prophecies in your life that the time of fulfillment has come. That amen is for your neighbor. And God is about to raise a man. He's about to stir up somebody's spirit who will see you, he will like you, he will help you. Who will favor you and see the prophecy of your life? Can I surprise you? The person doesn't have to know what he's doing. It is you that knows what is going on. You didn't hear what I said. Cyrus did not know what he was doing. Cyrus didn't know. Don't expect them to know. God will just tear them up. He will just locate you. And begin to do things as if it is normal. And only you will know. This is a dream I had. This is a dream I had. God spoke to me about this before. And the person doing it does not know. I saw a man with thunder. God will raise a Cyrus for you. God will raise a Cyrus for you. God will raise a Cyrus for you. 
He will stir up the heart of men in the name of Jesus. Men will help you. Your Cyrus will arise. Your Cyrus will arise in the name of Jesus. Cyrus didn't know what he was doing. In verse 5, chapter 1, verse 5 to 9, Cyrus now announced, men rose up to go and build the house of God in Jerusalem. Entrepreneurs, men that have money, they rose up. Then rose up the chief of the fathers. With all of them whose spirit God had raised, God raised their spirit. To go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Verse 6. And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of what? Silver. We go with goods, with beasts, and other stuff. Men of willing, willingly offered. Verse 7. Also, Cyrus the king brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord because Nebuchadnezzar took all the vessels of the house of God to their own gods. Cyrus returned them back. Cyrus returned them back. They take it back to the so volunteers raise up. Money was released for the project. Look at me, church. Look at me. Look at me. I saw amen with thunder. As God's agent for the fulfillment of your prophecy begin to come, fun for it will come. Help us will come. Help us will come. Ladies and gentlemen, when God stirs up men to fulfill a prophecy for you, He brings all that is needed. One thing about VABC, we have never done any project on that struggle. You know it. Not one. In fact, oftentimes, we have done it before you know. Not one. I watch for time. I watch for the voice of God. And when it is time, they will tell you that when the time comes, I am restless. Everything about me reacts. That is when you come to my office and you are not in tune with that thing God is doing at the time. I tell you, quickly talk and go. And sometimes you can talk, I won't hear you. Because there is time for some, And if you are not in synergy with it, you are not needed now. You raise men. In chapter 2, they began to go back to Jerusalem. Now let's go to chapter 3. Let me take chapter 3, 1 to 3. Let me take us on this journey. And I will soon tie it up. And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities. In the cities. He pulled together to get them set together as one man. Out to Jerusalem. Then stood up Jairus, Jeshua, the son of Jezedek, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shechiah. They built the altar. The first thing they built was the altar. And what did they do at the altar? For prayers, for sacrifice. If you want the prophecy of your life to be built, repair your altar of prayer, repair your altar of sacrifice. I always say before, if you have been giving before and you suddenly stop giving, you don't block fulfillment of prophecy. I didn't see the result of my giving. I didn't see the result of my giving. You just quench it. Guys, the devil just attack you and you fail. They built the altar of prayers and they began to give burnt offering morning and evening. So they knew the first thing to do as we go back our altar, altar where we make sacrifices. I keep saying it. For the prophecy of Solomon's life to come to pass as the king of Israel. The first thing Solomon did, I say, he came to a point, he teared down the altar where his fathers used to make sacrifice and he broke it down. 
and he built, he made a thousand bond offering, thousand bond offering. On that day, God didn't send an angel to go and talk to him. God came down and said, Solomon, what do you want? And look at Solomon, Solomon said, God, I don't really need anything. All I need from you, give me wisdom. And what? Understanding. If it was you, God came to ask after you gave him one million naira, what do you want? He said, God, give me 10. Give me 10 million. I gave you money, money for money. Give me money back. Then add with it visa, because Nigeria now, I don't understand. So add visa to it. <laughs> add visa to it. But see what Solomon said, God, give me wisdom and what? Understanding. What do you do with wisdom and understanding to interpret the time and the season? The sons of who? Issachar were men that had what? Understanding. And because of understanding, they were in command of their generation. Why did Israel spend 430 years? Because those men didn't understand who Moses was. And God said, what? I will give you both understanding. I will give you wisdom. And I will give you what you didn't ask. Because if you can ask for wisdom and understanding, that means you can manage resources if I give it to you. Many of us are asking for money. If God give it to you, you'll be too proud to be controlled by Michael. In the Gabriel will not near you. Michael will hand it to handle you. Some of you, it's only one car you bought. You are pouring everybody water on the road. So they will know you are the one passing. And then you have to hoot horn once you get to your friend's house. You must keep hooting the horn until they say, Tanya, who is there? He said, Namu. I just they pass by on a day. No, they're not there. That's why you saw them. Say, God, give me understanding. So you need your altar, you need your offerings, you need your sacrifices. Then in verse 7, they got entrepreneurs, builders. They paid them. In verse 10 or chapter 3, they laid the foundation of the temple, which is the word of God. And then the choir, the ushers, everything were put in shape. Oh, listen, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. That God gave you a prophecy and that God is with you does not mean trouble will not come. That's how many Christians miss it. That God gave you a prophecy and that God is with you does not mean trouble will not come. Lawrence Achilleman faces trouble. Sometimes the trouble comes from places you least expected. From people you think if you have trouble, they will defend, they will protect you. They are the ones that will shoot you. And it is scriptural. For a man's enemies shall be members of his household. But in all these things, like I said, be silent. The adversaries came. Let us build with you. Verse 2. What did they say? Let us build with what? With you. For we seek your God as you do. And we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Eshadon, king of Asor, which brought us up. We seek your God. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many people who seek your God, but they are not with you. There are many people who are with you, who are seeking the destruction of you and the work of your God. There are church members who drive away people from coming to church in the name of the Nodachudume. I'm an old member. Radiation of days, well done. We seek your God. We worship the same God. But the Bible called them adversaries. They are enemies. There are people that want to join your camp to destroy you. 
They want to visit you, know what you are doing, to know how to destroy you. They will leave you and go and tell the story. Do you know? I serve your God. I worship your God. But they are adversaries. Not everybody should come to your inner circle. There are people you greet from far. You wave them. They are not enemies. You wave them. You greet. But not in the inner circle. Am I communicating with you? Now let's go to verse 3. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, what did they say to them? You have nothing to do what? With us. To build any house unto our God. But we ourselves together, we will do what? Build unto the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus the king of Persia had commanded us. What do they mean? Simply put this way, look, we are on a journey to fulfill prophecy. We won't let you in. This prophecy must come to pass. The king of Persia has given us an order. We are going on with it. You can't join us. All open teeth does not mean open heart. The teeth may open, but the heart is closed at you. Looking for how to strike and when to strike. On a journey to fulfill prophecy, look unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of your faith. And do you know what? Why did the adversary come? They've only just built the altar. They only laid the foundation. They are envious. They are sacrificing to God. They are envious. They are singing to God. They only laid the foundation. They never raised the building. You're already jealous. Are you here? Many of us, people are jealous of your progress. They didn't know you have not started. That's on a journey to fulfill a prophecy. And so, amen, we thunder. That prophecy will come to pass. That dream will come to pass. You will arrive at your destination. Your journey will not be aborted. Your vision will not be aborted. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. At the foundation, you're already killing yourself. They attacked my friend, Bishop Tom Sampson, that he bought a limousine. <laughs> he replied, he said he should wait. That he won't buy a replane because the airport Tazi pass another thing is too expensive. You don't buy a helicopter. So they can be landing in the front of the house of his enemies. <laughs> he said, those you know are speaking against you, just take a helicopter, land in the road in their front of their house, come down, grease them and enter and fly back again. You don't look at enemies, you look unto God. Who is the fulfiller of the prophecy? You remain focused on your understanding, on your skill. Mind your business. You don't know what he said about me, and so what? What I've not said about others. Praise God. So in verse 3, they refuse. And then they go to verse 4 now. The people of the land, what did they do next? Weaken the hands of the people of Judah. How did they weaken it? Gossip, lying, rumors, and trouble them in the building. There are people troubling your business. Today, as your amen will thunder, your troublers will disappear. God will remove them from your life, remove them from your way, separate them from you, in the name of Jesus, they troubled them in building. What's the next verse? And what did they do? And hired counselors against them to frustrate their what? To frustrate their purpose. What is their purpose? Fulfillment of the prophecy. All the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even unto the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So for 20 years, they stopped the work. Rehum the chancellor and Shimshi described. Now, Anybody whose name is Rehum and Shimshai, see them, Shimshai. Shimshai. Wicked people. 
the scribe wrote a letter against what? Jerusalem. Protesses the king. To tell them, why are they building? So blackmail started. They began to write petitions. I saw a man with thunder. Whatever is delaying your promotion, delaying your career, people writing things against you in your offices, today God will intervene for you. God will intervene for you. In the name of Jesus, every document that is for your good, that will help you fulfill your prophecy and your purpose, and somebody went to hide it, today they are revealed. In the name of Jesus Christ. They wrote petitions. Let me jump. Give me verse 21. Verse 21. To Rehum and Shimshai. Shimshai. Give him a commandment to cause this man to do what? To do what? And that this city be not builded until another commandment shall be given from me. Go ahead. Take it now that you fail not. Do this. Why should damage grow to the heart of the king? Now when the copy of the king's Atlas letter was read before Rehum and Shimsha described, and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem unto the Jews and made them to seize by what? By force and by what? And by power. That's 24. Then seize what? The work. Now let me ask a question. Say the work seized. And that took 20 years of delay. Somebody say 20 years. I took my time to it took 20 years. Because some people rose up. 20 years, the work was delayed. And I began to find out why was the work delayed? Why did the work stop? Yes, there's lack of understanding, a lack of skill. They don't know their prophets, they don't know their leaders. And men rose up and the work ceased. And if you're a man with thunder from today, whatever has ceased in your life, every good project, every good business, Every source of blessing, every source of favor, every source of help that has ceased in your life, today it is open. It is open. It is open. It is open. Men made it to cease. But let me ask a question. Was it the prophecy they make to cease? Yes. Yes. What is the prophecy? Rebuild. Why did God set up um, Cyrus to rebuild? Eh? So Cyrus started. Cyrus died. Another king came in. They made the work to cease. That means the prophecy has ceased. Are you with me? Now, if you take a narration, where we are going, if you check the entire story, they built the altar, they began to worship, they bring in the choir, brought all these things. They were organized. Organization. Without the spiritual generator. Now, they have artisans. Am I talking to you? They have engineers. They have builders. Carpenters. They were paying them salary to build. But something was missing. You don't fight spiritual battle with physical instruments. Bible says, not by power. Not by might. Something is happening to me. Something is in my leg. Something is in my hand. Many of us started in the spirit. You are ending in the flesh. That's why Paul called them, Oh foolish Galatians. How come you start with the spirit? 
now ending in the flesh. How come you began with God? You are not joining them to speak again the same God. All pastors are thieves. They need your money. How much do you have? I showed the boy my tights, my wife, me and my wife's tights now. I showed you my tights. Deliberately, I said, Doctor, you have to grow. I've shown you my tights before to you, DSs. That's my tights there. And yet you go to my account, there is no money. But I can't touch my tight. Tight is Old Testament. What testament are you? How can I give a man prophet offering? Hebrew says, These are men who will give account of your soul. If people know what pastors go through over their church members, you can never speak against your pastor. Never. I'm having headache for the past three days, not because I'm sick. Because of some of you. Pastor, are you praying for me? No, I must die before I'm praying for you. Are you praying for me? Pastor, egg, egg, bazura, gidigon, egg, bazura, da, 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 egg, gidigon, gang, gang, gang. They have artisans. They have skillful workers. They have plumbers. Somebody was missing. You know, you know what you normally do? Once you begin to have some money, you begin to think it's your might and power. You forget pastor, you forget God. You start, you, find you begin to behave like a big boy. And you know you belong to a church where me, you never bother about whatever you do. Whether you're a big boy, your biggest, your business. You have been like a big boy. I've arrived, I'm not grade level 17 and a half. I'm not a director. Hey, physical structure. I'm a businessman now. We are thinking of, I, I have bought a car and, and so what? People have been buying car before you bought your car. I built a house. So now you now go and contest for landlord uh, uh, association chairman. Because you built a house, which you are not sure whether it's three bedroom or two and a half. Am I talking to you here? Chapter 5, verse 1. If you are right and right, don't fight spiritual battle with physical weapons. Look, if you talk, I talk. Hey, then a physical weapon. Physical. Too, too raw. You abuse me, I abuse you. Hey. Like I keep telling me of you, you will soon retire and join me in this full-time work. Oh. You have not reached where you are going to. And your end is not retirement. After retirement, there is yet something to be fulfilled. So until you see it, you can't get it. And it's not a journey you can go alone. Honorable, are you being blessed? He came in and said, I just want to come and worship with you. Chapter 5, verse 1. By this time, the work has ceased for many years? 20 years. Then the prophet Haggai, the prophet and Zechariah, the son of Edo, what did they do? Prophesy! What did they prophesy? Start the work! And then, when they prophesy, then rose up Zerubbabel. The son of Shelter, Joshua, the son of Josedak, and began to do what? To build. The chains were broken. The fetters were broken. Men by law, by physical energy, stopped the work. But when the prophet came, they said, No, there is a prophecy. And it takes a prophet to make a prophecy come to pass. They prophesied them into the project. They spoke them in into the project. The same enemies came and said to the king in verse 17, Oh king, did you say they should go and rebuild this project? And the king sent men to go and search out whether there was any law, any order. And when they searched out, they said yes. That there was a law. 
When you go read chapter 5, anybody who wants to succeed, go back, read chapter 5, read chapter 6. Enemies came when they began to prophesy. Something is happening here. Ladies and gentlemen, when prophets begin to prophesy, illumination begins to happen. People's eyes begin to open. They begin to see things they never saw before. When they began to prophesy, the same enemies came. How come you are rebuilding it? They say, we don't need to answer you. Our prophets have said, we should go ahead. It's a spiritual battle, not by might, not by power, by my spirit. And they went to the king. Oh, king, did you say that they should rebuild this temple? And the king sent men to go and search. They discovered that many years ago, 20 years ago, that the king made a decree that the thing should be rebuilt. I asked a question. When they first stopped it, before the prophets came, why didn't they discover there was a decree? Ignore your prophet to your doom. When they first stopped the work, why didn't they discover that there was a law? No. When the prophet appeared on the scene, thus says the Lord, built. And there was a connection in the spirit between the prophet and those who are building. They didn't wait for the king to remove the no building sign. They removed it and began to build. The officers came. Who told you to build? They said, the president we should build. Let's go and find out from the king. And the king said, well, I've seen it. There was a law that said they should build. Therefore, everything they need, give them. What's in verse 17? Now, therefore, if you seem good to the king, let there be such made in the king's treasure house which is there in Babylon, whether it be so, whether it was so, that they should rebuild this house. Give me chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, quickly. Then Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in the house of the roads, where the treasure were laid up in Babylon. Verse 2. And there was found, what? At Atmata, in the palace, that is in the province of the Medes, a roll, and therein was a record Paul's written, verse 3. In the first year of Cyrus the king, the same Cyrus the king of made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be what? Be built. The place where they offer sacrifices and let the foundation thereof be strongly laid. They hide thereof three score, cubits, and so they saw it. Why was he hidden before? The prophet have not risen. If you read on chapter 6, you will get to the point where the king now made a decree. Now look at now. At this time around, because the prophets came, they didn't spend their money. The king said, from the king's treasure, every material, give them. Everything in the land, give them. If they need iron rod, give them. If they need wood, give them. They didn't have to pay. It was a compensation because the prophet arose. By a prophet, he brought them out. By a prophet, he sustained them. How did you start with a prophet and ending with the devil? You find that under three kings, the thing was built. But it was done by Cyrus that began it. So through the reign of Darius, there was no construction for 20 years until the prophets came on board. Anybody can be on Instagram and be preaching. Any devil can preach and quote Bible. Know who your prophet is. Anybody can show you, go to that prophet, go to that place, know who you are. When we walk with the Lord, in the light of his word, what a glory he shared on our way when we do his goodwill he abides
and for all who we trust and obey. Trust, obey. For there is no other way Raising to midwife the prophecy. There is somebody somewhere to midwife the prophecy of your life. And I want to pray. You have a dream. You have a vision. There's a prophecy hanging in your life waiting for fulfillment. There are midwives in human form as you bring it to fulfillment. There are men. There are women that by prophecy God will release into your life. When the Lord began to say to me, he was like, I, I, if you know how long it took me to begin to walk on this, say, God, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? That Israel had to spend 340, is it 340 years? Or 430 years? Instead of 400 years, because some people didn't understand. Understand thou what thou readest? You will lift up your voice. You will pray, God, send midwives to midwife the prophecy of my life. <laughs> Look at me, church. Look at me. Pharaoh gave a prophecy. Every firstborn, every male child of Israel, you use, should be killed. What did God do? The same Egyptian nurses who were authorized to kill them became the midwife of the prophecy. You need a midwife. Where is the midwife that will midwife the prophecy of your life to come to pass? Where is the midwife? Can you lift up your voice and pray, God, send a midwife. Send a midwife into my life. Those that will guide my life, lead my life to fulfill this prophecy. Moses will have died. Oh God, is somebody hearing me here? Now, any male child born to the Jews should be killed. Once you see a male child, they say yes. There's a prophecy that says a Moses is coming. How will Moses come? There's a reader on that prophecy that says every male child should be killed. And when they began, they say, how can we keep these beautiful children? What did they do? They preserve their life. Midwives of destiny. At a point, the mother said, I can't hide this child again. Let me put him in the water. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a mistake. The devil may push you out. There's another midwife. And they throw Moses into the Nile River. I've been to River Nile before, full of crooks, crocodiles. Full of crocodiles from Uganda, all full of crocodiles. All Lake Victoria, full of crocodiles. And crocodiles saw this baby. They say, No, we will guide this baby to somewhere else. 
The lions could not, crocodiles could not, the waves of the sea obeyed the basket carrying Moses. Because it's a prophecy waiting to happen. And Pharaoh's daughter saw the child. He will have said, one of the Hebrew children, he said, no, from today you are my son. And midwife Moses to fulfillment of destiny. All you need in your life is a midwife. Are there enemies on your way? There are. But they will push you to the next midwife. If you belong to victory in life Bible church, no enemy will kill your life. From today, whatever has stopped progressing in your life, they begin to progress. Whatever stopped your journey in life, today they remove their hands. You will progress. You will go forward. You will move forward. In the name of Jesus. You are going to pray. You have two minutes to pray. Oh God, send me to have into my life. Can you shout the name of Jesus and begin to pray? Go in the name of Jesus. Lift up that voice and pray. There are midwives of destiny. Where are the midwives of my life? Where are the midwives of this prophecy? There's a prophecy in my life. There are men God has planted in different bus stops of life to guide you in, to lead you in. Oh God, send midwife into my life. As my prophet will prophesy, let midwives locate me. As my prophet will prophesy, let midwives locate me. Lift up your voice and pray. If you're expecting a miracle, you're expecting fulfillment. You're expecting fulfillment. You're expecting fulfillment. There'll be challenges to the prophecy, but you will go through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy God and thy sword, they will comfort me. I will fear no evil. My prophet is with me. The midwife is guiding my life. Lift up your voice and pray. Don't take your life for granted. You don't fight a spiritual battle with physical instrument. You don't fight a spiritual battle with physical instrument. Stop complaining. Put up the spiritual garment. Stop murmuring. Put on your spiritual garment. Stop rejoicing over nothing. Put on your spiritual garment. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Look at Psalm 32 verse 9. That's how many Christians are living. Be ye not what? As a horse or as a mule, which have no what? Which man will be held in wheat and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. They move like the mule. They wander about. That's how many Christians are. This prophet you are going there. That one you are going there. You are moving everywhere. So even the angels of your destiny don't know what you, where you belong to. Every ministry has an angel assigned to it. Something good is about to happen. Something great is about to happen. A prophecy that I've been waiting for so long is about to be fulfilled. A dream that I've been waiting for so long is about to be fulfilled. Children of the living God, as I receive from God, I give unto you. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Every man, every woman, 
Every boy, every girl at the sound of my voice, receive the midwife of the prophecy of your life. Receive that man. Receive that woman. He will locate you. He will find you. He will guide you. He will lead you in. He will fight your battle. He will defend you. He will fight your battle. He will defend you. He will fight your battle. He will defend you. He will fight your battle. He will defend you. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hope you were blessed by that inspiring message from our lead pastor and we pray it bears fruit in your life. For more transforming messages, do subscribe to our YouTube channel at Victory Life Bible Church or keep yourself updated via our website at www.victorylifebiblechurch.org. You could also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at VLBCINT. God bless you.